0: Hello there listener and welcome to Switch It where we've roped the outfield and deployed the heavy bells to bring you the latest from the world of English cricket. In South Africa the one day team managed to play out a couple of results despite the Durban deluge. While back here in the UK storm Kira seems to have blown the England selectors off course with its moment of their test squad announcement meaning debate will continue to swirl for another 24 hours at least. Fortunately the forecast for this week's T20I series means we should be able to stop talking about the weather pretty soon. Time then to introduce my studio guests. Windbags, blowhards, bluster merchants. Cricket has plenty of those. But <laughs> luckily no such descriptions apply to Andrew Miller, ESPN and Crick Info's UK editor or George DeBell, our senior correspondent. Hello gents. Ready to talk up a storm?
1: Cold. I love talking about the weather. <laughs> my favourite thing. <laughs> it's all downhill from this. <laughs> that intro, eh? Hey?
0: A- any, uh, any bins blown over on the way in? Any, uh, about 19 know, Cats rescued mm. from trees?
1: Several. Yeah, it was an absolute Armageddon in in Hackney.
0: Um, George, you've made it all the way here from Birmingham, but you were in South Africa until recently. You didn't upset the locals this time? (laughs) Oh, good question. (laughs) Uh, Do you mean, uh, yeah, about New Zealand?
2: (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's the one. (laughs) I don't know. Do you know, even getting, like... Phone messages from my aunt saying how disappointed. <laughs> anyway.
1: Um, how can you upset New Zealand? I mean, that's, that's it's a lovely
2: place. It's a lovely place. Rubbish pictures. <laughs> lovely place. Um, it's amazing how many people say they loved those games and how much they enjoyed them, and they weren't there, I promise you. There's no <laughs> one there. Anyway, uh, no, I think I got out of South Africa okay, thank you.
0: And your hair is growing back now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do
0: you you want to share the story? There's a a little bit on uh, Twitter.
2: There's a little bit on Twitter. To the barbers? Well, What happened is I wasn't very well, and I was moping around the hotel, and (laughs) Philip Brown, the photographer, who's a bad person, uh, suggested (laughs) that I might feel better if we went out. And on the way out, he said, you need a haircut, which I did. So we went for a haircut in Soweto, um, and uh, the guy didn't have sharp scissors or sharp... What's the other sort of razors? Clippers. Clippers, uh, clippers, that's actually... Um, and so he. But he was a hairdresser. He was. <laughs> There's a little bit of video on Twitter somewhere about it. Anyway, um, and he cut my hair. He charged five Rand, which to put in perspective is 19 Rand to the pound, so it was about 27p, I reckon. <laughs> and uh, I, I had to stop halfway through because d- it wasn't a haircut, it was a hair pull. It was extremely painful. I thought my head was on fire. I thought it was bleeding. (laughs) Uh, hairdressing
1: equivalent of John the Dentist Maynard.
2: Yes. (laughs) Um, But it was an experience. But yes, thank you. It's grown back pretty... Well, it looks as ridiculous as ever, but uh, it's
0: less painful. Looking lovely, and the evidence there for uh, for our listeners, if they care to watch the videos. Um. (laughs) What a reason that would be. (laughs) Um. If
2: anyone is logging
0: on to watch that now... (laughs) Things aren't right at home. <laughs> it's uh, it's what people it's what people want these days. Yeah, really. It's uh, social gold. Miller, you've presumably been celebrating um, Bangladesh's under nineteen World Cup win with the neighbours.
1: I I'll, I'll tell you what, I was celebrating. I was celebrating the fact that England finally dribbled to victory. In time, for people to watch the <laughs> final ball of that, it was, uh, it was, <laughs> it was glorious. It was uh, it was yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, this pretense that England were, were were playing this 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 humdinging two wicket thriller when actually down the road at potter stream was the real event and yeah what a, what a result what a, what a match
0: uh, uh, luckily it rained just a little bit there in order to sort of save the denouement
1: exactly it. yeah so so got got the got the full the full glory out of it
0: england did try and make it dramatic though didn't they y- yes yeah yeah they injected they some drama where none was needed <laughs> <laughs> Arguably. Thank, thank goodness for Moen, <laughs> yeah, the, cool, the cool head that we uh, all expected to see them home there um We will get to all that. Um, Let's start, though, with the hole in our schedules. England were expected to announce their squad for next month's Sri Lanka tour today, um, but that has now been put back. George, uh, do you think this indicates a certain amount of indecision on the part of Ed Smith and his pal? I'm not sure about indecision. I think
2: that there there are a few details with a couple of players that they're looking into. Uh, Fitness and... um, Possibly some practical issues about just hotel bookings and stuff like that whether they want to, how many people they want to take and that sort of thing but um, they obviously have, well not obviously but they've given Moen a bit of time to decide and I think he has said no thank you uh, so that is another complication but no I don't think it's really indecision it's just fine tuning around the edges really
0: well, uh, ordinarily, we might not expect too many changes uh, to a winning setup. Obviously, three-one success in South Africa. Um, but there are almost as many question marks as, as nailed on. Taurus Miller. I mean, uh, availability. Jack Leach's fitness. Uh, who else could be picked in the spin department alongside Don Bess, who's, who seems the only sort of guaranteed uh, member of the party? Ben um, folks might make a comeback. Do. Uh, Josh Butler or, or, Johnny Besto go as backup. Is Joe Denley going to be retained as a top order option? Will Keaton Jennings return? <laughs> what about James Anderson, Stuart Broad? And um, I could go on, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's fascinating, isn't it? We've had these, these, um, tests, the six tests we've had so far this winter have been England sort of resetting, sort of slaying out the benchmark, almost going back to fairly old school behavior and Stokes notwithstanding, but having your batsman, keeper, and your bowlers, but then of course you get out to Sri Lanka where England fared so well, um, by playing a bit of total cricket last winter with, you know, everybody in the scene was basically an all rounder and James Anderson, Stuart Broad took it in turns to bowl about two overs each in the entire match. So, um, yeah, it's a completely different dynamic. And, uh, you know, there are so many questions to be. Answer not least, as you say, James Anderson. He, there he is saying that he wants to play until he's forty. He feel like he feels like he hasn't hit his peak yet. It's like fair play. But um, you know, all the places to come back and uh, and and claim to be back at your peak. Um, I wouldn't put Sri Lanka high high in the list for a fast bowler. So, yeah, tricky decisions. I'm. I I think I would like to see Ben Folks go simply because he a he performed incredibly well there last time round, and B I think. Um, he is the sort of missing part of this new look England jigsaw. In that, uh, you know, they've gone back to old school values in terms of batting time and all the rest of it. But so far, the keeper that they've chosen, Johnny Bears on the one hand, and Josh Butler on the other, um, neither of them have exactly looked like batting time uh, in in or certainly not successfully in recent times. So, you know, if they bring back folks and he gets a run and gets an opportunity to to be that number seven that, that you know just provides old school balance, I suppose, to the Test team. Um, that could answer questions, but equally, it could pose more questions because, uh, again, going back to what happened last time, this time last year, out in um, in West Indies, Ben Folk suddenly became uh, the man out of place because of the balance of team shifting again. So, yeah, it's cut kind a of long story short, who knows? But it, it's a bit of an anomaly this this tour, given given what England achieved last time round, and given where their di- general direction of travel is in Test cricket. It's uh, yeah, it, it's a bit up for grabs, and
0: they have to win. World Test Championship points
2: at stake. Yeah, otherwise I think they'd be tempted to, uh, I don't know, look to the future, experiment with print
0: players, whatever. I'm not sure they will this time. I mean, you uh, wrote uh, during the final test in South Africa, George, about the sort of Josh Butler experiment um, and, and sort of the unease that he appears to be um, experiencing in that role in the side. Now... <laughs> If he's going to be uh, left out of the eleven, if folks does come back, does it, would it make sense to have Butler on the, the tour party?
2: Well, he did bat very well on the last tour. Not as well as Folk's, to be fair, but he did bat really he well. He like played it, fantastically yeah. well in candy. Um, we, you know, and I know the scores weren't huge, mm. but the, he did play very well. Um, he looked to me, from a bit of a distance, as if he needed a break. Press boxes far away. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just that, but he, he made a conscious <laughs> decision, watchers. Joss, about three years ago uh to withdraw a bit from the media and decide to not be particularly approachable which is fine uh but it means that i don't really know because mm-hmm. he, he he wouldn't share with us in the way that uh, one or two others might so uh, f- uh from a distance he looked like he needed a holiday uh and i think it might do him good in the long term now personally i i would think that uh it might do him good to not play that much Red Bull cricket in the future because I think we ask a bit much of them. But if he's really committed to doing it, why would Mm. you rule him out? Because he's obviously a very talented man. But um, I I can't really see why you would take him, if if that's the case anyway. If he's not going to be keeper, why would you take him? Is he one of the best five or so specialist batsmen in England in Red Bull cricket? I just don't think he is. So uh, I, I would give him a holiday. And, and no need to make big decisions about his long-term future as a Test player. But ultimately, I don't think he's got a particularly great Red Bull record. And uh, I'd move on, and ben Folks did brilliantly last time. And I think it's be very important to have a good keeper standing up to the spinners. And I think he's he's certainly in the best two in England, and, um, and, and he's a good batsman too. So I would definitely go Folks. Um, and when I left South Africa, I was under the impression... That um, Joss was going to be given a break. But whether that's changed in the last week or two, that's entirely possible.
0: It was interesting, Miller, uh, that um, Butch on the, on the last pod was saying how <coughs> kind of Butler was one of those focal points in the dressing room. Um, and you know, clearly, he, you know, his World Cup winner, uh, a, a limited overs, great. Um, but there's. There's a T20 World Cup to win this year. He's got an IPL on the horizon. Uh, would it make sense for England to sort of prioritise him in that direction?
1: Yeah, I think it probably would. I mean, we've been here before with, with uh, Butler as well. I remember after the tour of the UAE, what was it, 2015, 16 thereabouts, mm. and uh, you know he ran out of steam in Test cricket. He clearly just, just reached in the line. But then only a few days later, after... Calling it quits on Test cricket for the time being, he went and smacked a forty-seven ball uh, hundred in in the first ODI in in Dubai. So, yeah. um, you know, he, he whatever you say about his his red ball form and red ball potential, there's absolutely nothing to say about his white ball potential. He's he's probably the best white ball batsman England have ever produced, and uh, he will carry on being uh, one of the best white ball batsmen that England have got for. At least until the 2023 World Cup cycle and probably beyond because he's still got time in his, his As long as he's not
2: shaded. Exactly. That's what I mean. Let's, let's look after him a little bit. I think that, that piece that you're talking about, I mean, I said he's a, he's a great England player. He is, but he's just not a great England Test player. That's, that's okay.
0: Yep. That's, uh, um, ticking at least a couple of the boxes, uh, in, yeah. in, <laughs> in terms of greatness. That's, I'll do us. <laughs> um, talking about Moeen Alley, obviously that has been a, um, Discussion point all through the winter about when he's likely to return he has now played for England again uh during this one day series uh first appearance since Edgbaston test um but if he's not available george uh for he doesn't if he doesn't feel like coming back there um what options do they have? I think you said uh you you know you saw you saw Matt Parkinson at close range on uh, in the nets in South Africa, maybe too close a to range given uh, no, no, <laughs> the speed I, the ball was being uh, hit back well. but <laughs> Um, I, well, I saw who uh, else comes into the mix here, particularly Jack Leach. I read Heavy's um, piece
2: about uh, about spinners and these mm. sort of things, and, I, I, and 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 I know that there's sort of some uh, suggestion that they shouldn't tinker with him. He needs a bit of tinkering. It would be my point. I mean, he he played four championship games a record last year, Matt Parkinson, and he is a talented young fellow who should probably be on a Lions tour, but he he is slow. And if he had played in that Hamilton Test, for example, I think he'd have been. Absolutely murdered. Now, I mean, I guess we'll never know. But on a slow wicket, with his skills and his control at this stage, I don't know, I think he's a really, really interesting white ball player. But I don't think he should particularly be in the mix. Look, it's a real shame Adil Rashid doesn't particularly want to go or doesn't feel fit. Um, I think that's a real loss. Uh, Jet Leach, I mean, I hope he's well enough. But, you know, we have to accept he's been really unwell. And the Moen thing... Do you want to talk about Moen now? The the Moen thing's very interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Well, I... I I fear for Moen's test future. You know, there is a test tour of India about this time next year. So you'd be silly to rule a good spinner out, you know, with that in prospect. But if there was any tour that he could have come back and been pretty assured of the place in the side it would have been in Sri Lanka where he's obviously top wicket-taker, equally anyway, last time England were there. And I think it's a really bad sign that he doesn't feel ready to come back and I fear that that will be a full stop and I'd be delighted if he proved me wrong and I do think uh, that that's a reflection of quite poor management and that uh, none of this would have happened if he had been offered a central contract uh, the ECB England talk a lot about mental health and they uh, you know you, it's good to talk and all the rest of it well Merlin went to them the end of edgeperson and said I need a break I need some help here he's basically burnt out mm. Broadly speaking, I would say that's a mental health issue. And what have they done? They've taken a central contract. Mm. I think that's uh, pretty poor. Uh, And they're suddenly realising, oh, he's quite valuable. So although we can't pretend that his performances hadn't dipped quite poorly, particularly in that first test, and his batting had been uh, in decline for a while, Still, he was the top wicket taker in the world in Test cricket in the previous 12 months when he was dropped. I'm not saying it wasn't right. uh, I'm not saying it wasn't. It was the right decision to drop him. Sorry, it was the right decision, I think, to take him out of the firing line. Mm. But at the same time, his record suggested that with a bit of nurturing and encouragement, there could have been a lot more to come. And yet, there hasn't been that nurturing and encouragement, I don't think. And all those little decisions which. he seemed to be taking very calmly. You know, I'm Owen, go back to number eight. I'm Owen, don't open in ODIs anymore. I'm Owen, try opening for a bit. Oh, go three, go four. In fact, everywhere from one to nine, he's been told by Ed Smith that he wasn't uh, a first-choice spinner. Uh, he's taken all those slights, and actually I think deep down it has really eroded his self-confidence. And maybe there's a wee bit of resentment there as well. And they're going to have to woo him. Uh, and, I, and I don't think that's him being difficult. I don't think this is like a KP situation or anything like that. I think it's just a question, a, a case rather, of a man who's massively hurt and just doesn't want to put himself in that situation anymore. So I think uh, the England management's got a bit of uh, learning to do there uh, because you won't really meet a more amenable, easy-going fellow than Moen and to have got him to the stage where he doesn't really want to play for them anymore,
0: it's quite bad. Um, it's interesting, though... The, a lot of the talk certainly up to South Africa um, the the dressing room under well Root's been captain for a while as we know but uh, Silverwood now the coach a lot of young players coming into that test side a lot of talk about um, you know the the team spirit and um, you know, everyone pulling together and all that sort of thing but their they're issue with Moeen's management there's obviously the kind of question of, of Jofra Archer's handling over the winter as well he won't be in contention for Sh- Sri Lanka because elbow stress fracture Um, and Joe Root sort of confronted this question uh, I think over the weekend asked about kind of over bowling of Archer and and he said well no look uh, uh, he's had a lot of cricket over the last few years he's had a kind of whirlwind rise and and we think that's more uh, likely to blame but um, is this this kind of Another example of England kind of not quite getting it right with a, a key player, Well you know, Moeen Archer, both both very talented individuals and, and all format players, um, but need a little bit of um, delicate handling, perhaps.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, the all format player is crucial. I'll come to that in a moment, but to, but to focus in on on the Archer business, I, I thought I thought Root's response. I didn't see it live, obviously, just reading reading it in on down on paper. But frankly, that's the kind of the response that everyone will get who's not in the media. What it reads on the paper is the response, regardless of nuance. I thought it was thoroughly disingenuous, frankly, because if you look at, uh, well, I remember asking him the question direct at Lord's the day that he made his first test. It's like you've bowled this man to the ground. He'd been bowling 95 miles an hour You every ball of this test match, and he bowled him 40-odd overs. What are you doing? And immediately he said, well, it's just circumstance, no problem here. Does it again, 42 overs in his first spell. In an overseas test, only his first time he'd ever bowled in a first-class game in an overseas overseas conditions with a Kookaburra, forty-two overs. Again, no recognition that this is not the way to treat a golden ticket of a bowler. Forty-two
2: overs, yeah. Let's
1: focus on that figure <laughs> for a minute. It's this is at,
2: this is at Mount Monganui in an in innings. Bob Willis never bowled forty-two overs in an innings. He didn't. I've, I've checked. Uh, Stuart Broad never bowled forty-two overs in an innings. In a test match.
1: 39 on debut, I think. But bloody yeah. close.
2: It's <laughs> mental. <laughs> it, 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 so, uh, I completely agree. Joe should have said, I got that one wrong, yeah. And I'm learning. And he, I've never had a bowler like him before. And I'm learning. And, and he's treated it better since. But it he was actually, better sense. it was interesting
1: though. Even, even the other day, I, I talked about it in the other pod the other day, but, uh, there was that spell with, um, Mark Wood on the final evening of, um, is it Port Elizabeth? Bowled him six over spell in the evening. And Wood admitted shortly afterwards that, you know, I was watching the speed gun. My speeds were dipping down to 87 as both to 92 to three. And he kept getting in one more over. I remember thinking four overs, that'd be plenty. He got two more than he needed and perhaps and should have had. And lo and behold, we had the saga of him waking up sore and not sure whether he's going to be able to put himself through that final test. In the end, he did and it came good. But I, I think even he, only two played, o- he only
2: played, only played because Joffre came out.
1: Yeah. Even him. two overs seemed like too many for a guy who is that quick and that, Fragile, um, when it's forty-two, you're, you're, you're talking different gravy. So, yeah, to come, but to come back to the other point you made about, about multi-format, that I think is is getting increasingly hazardous for England because you know as you mentioned earlier, the the, the point about um, uh, Josh Butler being the sort of focal point of the dressing room that, that Butch remarked on after after going to the dressing room. If you've got these, let's face it, legends, living legends in English cricket, like the Butler and and Stokes in particular, Joe Root to a degree. I mean, these guys, World Cup winners, got thousands of runs, hundreds of tests nearly. You're risking alienating half of these guys from one format of the game through burnout or through unavailability or the fact that they're being found out. You're going to end up with a situation where you've got all these kids coming through into a test team but all the test guys, all these legends that they want to be around and learn from are no longer there for whatever reason. Burnout or lack of form or, or all the rest of it. Or just being rested because they've been worked too hard. You're going to end up with a massive separation of powers here. You've got the, the, the white ball guys who are going to carry on pressing on till 2023 and hope, hoping to keep the band together. And the red ball guys, a bunch of kids with maybe Stokes holding them together. You know, hopefully Archer, hopefully Wood will be available to, to bowl lightning bolts, but probably not if they get, get stretched in every direction going. Um, there's danger signs here for, for England and um I don't you know on the one hand you've got a situation where they are trying to expand the squad and this Sri Lanka series will be an interesting case in that because you know let's talk about Keaton Jennings for instance coming back to, to, to provide options in different conditions I think there's a there's a lot of sense to be had in that to try to try out different players and ensure that there's more of a spread of workload but ultimately it's still going to come down to guys like Stokes guys like Joffre guys like Mark Wood and Joe Root, although maybe he's been phased out of, of, of white ball cricket, these guys are going to get pulled in every direction going. And they are, go- they are going to break. And if they break, the glue that holds together all of England's formats breaks.
0: Um, is this, uh, George, a, a sort of an English problem, managing maverick talents, uh, do you think? I don't
2: think, well, I don't think they're mavericks. I don't think Joffrey's a maverick.
0: Well, I mean, he's certainly a special uh, uh, player uh, and almost an extraordinary talent for his uh, age and experience and so on. Uh, Not that he's a troublemaker in any way. No, no, and I don't think
2: mine is either. So I I wouldn't describe them as Mavericks. But look, it is... England play a lot. (laughs) You know, they they really do. And their central curtain tracks are worth a lot. So people tend to choose them. And then they're committed to playing. And, And by the way... Legally speaking, if you, uh, Moen should have made himself available for Sri Lanka. Because if you sign a white ball contract, you are committing yourself to being available for England whenever they want you in any format. Which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, if they had been legalistic about it, I think it would have been unhelpful. <laughs> but, but, but you know, just, just to give some detail. Um, I think it goes back to the, the point that he was talking about. There's so much good about Joe Root. And I really like the way that those young guys came into the side in South Africa and felt so comfortable and confident in the environment that they shone pretty much straight away. Don Bess and Ollie Pope, I suppose, are the best example. Uh, but Sibley as well. Uh, so many of them came in and they did well, and they could have been overawed by... You know, Ben Stokes is a proper great cricketer at this stage. Joe Root's obviously a hugely respected, very, very fine cricketer as well. Uh, uh, and, you know, there have been times when young players have been a bit overawed, and there's none of that. So that's a really, really good sign. Uh, And I also do think he's learning. But um, England are struggling, yes, partly because they want their best players to play in these big tournaments and partly because the the, the World Test Championship has meant that there aren't really dead series in the way that perhaps there once were, which in in some ways is a really good thing. But, you know, you've got a, a T20 uh, global tournament coming up and then you got another one straight afterwards, basically. Uh, so there's not a lot of obvious downtime, but I really like the way they rested the guys from the ODI squad or some of the guys, and I thought that was sensible. Uh, one, of the, one of the big mistakes in the history of English cricket was to take this team that won the 05 Ashes to Australia 18 months later. And what that squad hadn't done is develop and learn and broaden and refresh itself and and that's what they're trying to do now and I really really like that they're trying to do that I'm sure it's the right thing and it means there'll be some stumbles along the way and I think they're beginning to get it right and Joe Root should know this because I think he's one of the ones that could see his T20 career sacrificed and personally I think he gets into the best T20 side I completely get the idea that he doesn't but I I would just say that had it not been for a quirk of fate he would have been player of the match in the World Cup final the last one but I probably wouldn't pick him having said that because I think he looks tired Uh, and I think he's a really special talent and he's obviously captain and for all the talk about changing the captain who the hell else is going to do it? (laughs) Test captain. Um, So uh, you have to make decisions about arresting people and rotating people and they haven't quite got that right and they haven't helped themselves when a player comes to them and says I need a break and he loses his central contract. They're going to look back on that as a massive error. In fact, I think it will be seen as a massive error
0: in the next week or two. And that yeah, that does seem uh, particularly um, a, a misstep for a player that had been such a crucial well, part of the test side. Yeah, And we have to acknowledge yeah, that his, appearances his five years. performances had dipped. Yeah.
2: So there will be people shouting at their phones right now, whatever they're listening on, and going, but he's batting a deterioration. That's absolutely true, but I would see that as part of the same process whereby that was a guy who needed a break Mm. Uh, and what they've done instead is alienate him a bit and I just think that if you're Joss Butler or someone right now and you think I need a break are you a little bit less reluctant Uh, sorry a bit more reluctant to to express those concerns because you've seen what happens elsewhere probably not with Joss Butler because it seems that he's the chosen one and Ed Smith
0: will pick him (laughs) and Joe Denley whatever happens um on on this question of sort of juggling formats uh miller we we have mentioned his name uh, adil rashid doesn't seem likely to to be coming into the discussion here and he pretty much ruled himself out after the final odi yesterday saying he he needed to earn the right to be considered for tests again in county cricket but I mean do we even think he'll have a Red Bull contract this <laughs> summer?
1: It's not looking that way is it? I mean given given that his shoulder was hanging by a thread throughout the World Cup and given that we've got two T20 World Cups coming up in two years given that he's been an England player for 11 years already and given that 2023 in India is probably the absolute last hurrah that he could possibly hope to aim for Anything that puts the 50 too much... Of the World Cup 50, 50 over World Cup defence. 50 over World Cup defence when he'll be about 35 and most of that team will be uh, mid to early 30s. Um, I think that's gotta be his, those three opportunities for red ball, for white ball glory in the next three years. Why would he jeopardise that by, by turning over his arm? Either, either working bowling too many overs and his arm falling off or doing what happened at Lord's a few years ago doesn't bat doesn't bowl doesn't catch doesn't do anything thanks for coming I mean it, it's it's a pretty a pretty uh, ignominious opportunity that he that he has there and I don't see why I take it especially given that you know he's still in demand in franchise cricket as well there's an awful lot more that he can achieve uh, just by specialising at this stage of his career I, I think he's the least of the of the of the Not concerns because it is a concern that that when when England players don't want to play Test cricket. But of all the people who are thinking either or, he's got the most justification for thinking that. Not for me.
0: And we saw the benefits of of kind of the rest he's had, a bit of time off. I think he was in that T20 series in in New Zealand, but hasn't really played much since then. And he he did seem to have a bit of that fizz back in his bowling. um, Well, he definitely
2: showed his value, didn't he? I mean, without without him, England lost that series. So. Yeah, uh, look, I don't think he, he doesn't need to prove himself to anyone. He, he's a World Cup winner. Uh, yeah. And he just reminded everybody that he is first choice in the Ball sides. I, I thought Moen did too, actually. Mm, uh, okay. And I think they'll probably both be... Uh, it's going to be a bit different playing in Australia, isn't it? But um, Adil had a very good big bash several years ago, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, and I'm he's sure like he'll... Striker, I, I, I? Look, they'll probably both be in the side. Well, maybe, maybe some of these players judging by the logic that England have used in previous years, should have been released to go and play in the Big Bash Mm. rather than doing various other things. But they'll say that instead they're going to play in the IPL because that's where the experience is and all the rest of it. And that's true up to a point, but really it's just an excuse (laughs) because the IPL pays them so much money they can't really stop them.
0: Um, Moving on uh, to the seam department. Uh, George, you've written before that England were kind of expected to rest James Anderson and Stuart Broad for yes. this tour. Um, James Anderson spoke a lot last week in in the the Sky Studios uh, about his sort of recovery from the rib injury he suffered, um, and and he actually seems quite keen to be involved, or at least yeah, he's, he's making know. those noises. Do you see him going? Do you, do you think England would be wise to just tell him to you know rest up and and the summer's yours?
2: What about rest? But um I, re- recuperate I, again, to, again, uh, to to, just so to look your... at that injury. His rib broke,
0: yeah? His rib
2: broke from the stresses of repeated bowling.
0: He I seemed to think that it. was a good thing, because it meant it, his, uh, you know, he still that had his an incredibly muscular fit- <laughs> fitness and all this. Yeah, uh- <laughs> that's like the Titanic sinking. it seems a great opportunity for an ice bath. I mean, it's wonderfully positive. Uh, Just out those lifeboats. Uh- yeah,
2: look, he <laughs> it's only a year or so since we were there. Trust me, he really didn't want to play that last game in Colombo. I actually thought he had a, a bigger role in that series than he thinks because he bowled real tight, mm. really tight. Yeah, I think uh, the best economy on either side, two an and a half. And he sort uh, of played the role that traditionally a holding spinner might have played. And because England didn't have holding spinners in that mould, really, I, anyway, I thought he did mm. uh, have a role... And he did take a new ball wicket in one of the tests. So he... he, he he's he, he's One yeah. for 105. <laughs> <laughs> I think, what, as I understood it a week or two ago, um, they were going to play the all-rounders. They were going to play Carol and Wokes uh, as the seamers. Uh, and you've got Stokes, as well, Stokes as well, yeah. And you were going to try and find two or three spinners. And, and uh, uh, it looks right now as if they're going to be Leach, who I very much hope will be able to play Bess and Liam Dawson. And... Um, is that ideal? No, it's not. But they're, you know, what if the pitch is really turned? Joe Denley. <laughs> I hope that his spin isn't really taken into account. But
0: <laughs> he took two wickets. Two. Uh, Hero of Cape Town. It's he took. Two,
2: yeah. Uh, I mean, they keep trying to bowl over the white ball side too, don't they? And it's it's yeah. not safe for spectators. <laughs> anyway, look, he he did a job in Cape Town and he took two important wickets. So fair play to him. Um, and I don't think he'll be dropped, but I'm not sure how much. he uh, not sure that I would count his leg spin as a particularly (laughs) vital selection factor. One of the things I would say about Dawson is that if the pitches turn a lot his sort of brand of left arm spin where he's not obviously a huge turner of the ball or anything I think that would be alright. You don't really (laughs) turn enough, on. Yeah, uh, on on wickets that help. But the the way that those three dovetailed last time Leach, Moen, uh, Adil, was really really good uh, and slightly freakish, um, and I don't know <laughs> that that c- three English
0: spinners succeeding in a series. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, but because you could take one of them off whenever it wasn't working out, and mm. and it, that was so helpful for all of them. And Adil actually didn't bowl, um, he, but he took quite a few.
0: Wickets didn't he? But a lot fewer than the other two. Yeah, twelve. I think. Oh, 12, I think right. Yeah, right. Um,
2: and, and one or two really important ones. Right. Yeah,
0: it was if they needed a breakthrough, right?
2: And sometimes he, I think he might have gone for four and over Rip and more. the leg break. Um, but you were allowed. He's allowed to do that because you could take him out. And if Moen didn't feel that he was quite naily lit, then Leach could come on, and you know, and, and Anderson did play that role, and Curran as well up to a point. So um, it can work, but it's not ideal. It's not, look, it's not... And what a shame that Mason Crane's not in a, uh, in a position
0: where he could uh, yes. uh,
2: come back into the side at this stage, but I don't think we're quite there.
0: OK, well, all will be revealed uh, soon enough, and doubtless even then we'll have questions that still need answering. Uh, on to more tangible matters. Uh, England's World Cup winners, or at least some of them, have been back in action. Uh, they managed to preserve uh, an unbeaten record in bilateral series... Oh, more than one match. Sorry, Scotland. Uh, going back to <laughs> 2017 by drawing a 1-1 against a new look South Africa side. Uh, fair to say, Miller, this wasn't quite as compelling as their last ODI outing.
1: Oh, it was, it was pretty drear, wasn't it? I mean, the, yeah, as I've said at the top of the show, it, it was the most, most pointlessly dull two-wicket win I've ever watched. It was uh, just dragging it out for no apparent purpose. But, you know, they did the need for there But there's such, such mixed messages in this series. It's like, you know, Moe, uh, sorry, got Owen Morgan saying that, uh, you know, he wants, wants to give situational experience to the youngsters and, and give, got them. But then obviously when England get rather badly beaten, it's like, oh, we really, really, really need to win to, to not lose, uh, the series. And suddenly back come Moe and Rash and doing the business. But then Joe Denley is the hero with the bats on both occasions. Um, just what, what, what messages are they, trying to send here, I mean, for Denley's success was just baffling. Is a, it's like of all the the types of batsmen that that England should pin their hopes on it's this sort of sheet anchor bat through the 50 overs and let someone else tee off the other end it's a it's sort of thing that England did lack occasionally in their runs runs the World Cup in 2019 it was of course the memorable occasions when they when they blew up in their face in Adelaide say 8 for 5 etc it was almost <laughs> as if they were building in an insurance policy just to make sure the likes of Tom Banton had someone to bat with instead of being all out for 25 overs so um very strange, but it 's not as if he 's going to be a factor in england 's World Cup defense uh, or even in the if, even in the 20 over format i totally to understand
0: to be fair, he played the situation didn 't he um, and, and I think in in one of the warm up games uh, he did start uh, tonking it at the death in the style of New England. Uh, uh, okay, 84 was, off 60 something or something. He was MVP one one, yeah. in anyway, cricket a couple of years ago.
1: He, he can play in this format, don't, don't get me wrong. It's just, it's, it's a strange, strange turn it, to have Joe Denley as the man you're building your... Do you know what was really weird? I'm going to go
2: on about the same thing again, really. Why not? Because uh, he's going to be replaced. Joe Denley is going to be replaced <laughs> by Butler and Stokes, isn't
0: he? Well, he is, isn't he? Uh, in this, in this ODI side. Side, uh, yes, I so uh, think so, there isn't a so room it's in the first. Great first that 11. they
2: uh, broaden the depth of the squad and that there are options if people are injured. That makes sense, and I think he probably could do a bit better than he could score quicker. He has got more of a game, and he played what was required. Although he was out, you know, he didn't <laughs> actually <laughs> see them home. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did. You know, it's actually one of the ironies, isn't it, that England's World Cup final win the perfect batsman for that chase would have been John for Trot. true. Which is one of the great artists. But wouldn't or it Joe have made Denley. sense... <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> wouldn't it have made sense to bat in at five or six or, uh, and see what he could do and welcome him back into the side? Mm. and Because he has a chance of being there. Yeah, they kept him out of the 11
0: for two games
1: running. Well, I
2: think and, he was told when he arrived that he wasn't going to play in the ODI series. Hmm. And, then, uh, and then right before the second game, uh, uh, as you just said... Oh, and Morgan says, yeah, we're going to keep faith with these guys. then the game only lasts 20 minutes, so they don't keep faith with them. So there were mixed messages, but, I, I but you know, they're kind of details. Uh, I like the fact that they're trying to broaden. I think it's really harsh that they've moved on from people like Liam Plunkett, but it's not necessarily wrong. Uh, you know, these things, it's all about how they're handled, isn't it? Uh, and, and they are right to have a look at other players like Banton and see if they can squeeze them into the squad. Uh, and Sakeb as well uh, and uh, you know hopefully those guys will have learnt a little bit and England will have learnt a bit about them and Parkinson um, uh, so I don't think
0: it was a complete waste of time <laughs> well that that, that <laughs> is a that is a positive to take I mean Jet uh, yeah, Denley's a bit like the old sort of old sports hold you rediscover in the loft and, and suddenly you think could be really useful and throw it in the boot of the car take it everywhere but only occasionally actually put it into service um First ODI half-century for him since 2009. Like a decade between 50s. Yeah. Um, talk about slow scoring. And then just five uh, days between 50s, amazing. <laughs> it's a lovely story,
2: to be fair to him, because he's worked very hard and he's come back, and uh, to some extent he's proved me wrong, because he, he ha- keeps on doing quite well. i still drop him. <laughs> <laughs> but he has, he's done very well, and you can't but admire his fight and his determination in test cricket. You know... Uh, He's actually, yeah. he's ended up having quite a good career. Yeah. What's he played? 16 tests or something? Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and, and in test cricket, I can completely see the point of him. I don't quite see the point of him in one day cricket at the moment, and but in he test has, cricket, uh... he, he, he's, he's invaluable. He he is that placeholder for, for guys like Ollie Pope who will one day take his place at number three. But why would you change a guy who's learning his trade at number six in a Ricky Ponting style? Why would you, why would you? do the Michael Vaughan thing and upheave up, up, everything and bring in Banton. sake and, and yet Denley, all madness uh, has a white ball contract <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well, that's because
2: the white ball contracts as I say actually cover a bit more than white ball cricket but um, you know we haven't even talked about Pope for all the sides the T20 side the ODI side <laughs> we could sit here for ages we're not going to find five better batsmen in England than Ollie Pope in any format
1: mm. uh,
0: yeah but uh, the reason uh, that we're having questions about that on, on feedback
1: the, the, uh, throughout the
0: the, the reason there isn't a clamour where is he
2: well, it's a very fair question. The reason there isn't a clamour is because I think there's some respect for looking after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at some stage he will come into the side and he'll be as broken and knackered as the rest of them. <laughs> so eventually, obviously, they have to look after the schedule.
0: But, well, you know. yes.
1: Keep yeah, so true. I mean, that, that, will be the, that will be the acid test for, for Ollie Pope and, and his test ambitions is when all of a sudden those, those funky shots he was playing after his century in in the test series are becoming the norm when he gets thrown in the one-day side. Uh, which will happen, as you say, and and you know, will that change his mindset? and you know, Lose that that equilibrium that he's shown. That certainly, you know, I remember his first coming in his India. He, he he was playing one two shot one shot too many yeah. too regularly and getting out. And he managed to control that beautifully throughout these. Yeah, South that's Qatar. one of the great
2: signs, isn't it? How quickly he learned. Look, mm. the moving ball can expose faults that you don't see otherwise, and we didn't see a lot of the moving ball in South Africa, really, or uh, not the swinging ball anyway. But I can't see a flaw with him. But maybe
0: you know, maybe the swinging ball will will expose it. But he does look really good. Plenty of time to uh, to break him, of course. Um, <laughs> yep. Mixed messages. Tom Banton is is the project player in 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 uh, the white ball formats, um, but he batted out of place at number six. Uh, and he's not in the T20 squad.
1: Yeah, weird, isn't it? I mean, it's slowly, slowly, I suppose, you know, just using the 50-over format because, as we say, it's such a long way out to the next World Cup, you can use that to test people. But, yeah, throwing him in against the spinners in an old ball... Uh, mid-innings as opposed to having him tonking five, sixes and over in, in the power play. Um, it's a strange one. And again, this is, this is something that's going to crop up in the next three matches at England play. The mixed messages will probably be abundant once again because, again, Joss Butler, what, what do they do with him? I mean, I think Matt's busy writing his preview for the, uh, for the T20s and talking about will, will Butler open the batting and, and throw all his guns into that? Or, in my opinion, would it be better in the, in, in, take the view that there are several players in England's lineup who can batter the ball like nobody's business from the outset. There are very few with the talent that Butler has to come in in those final overs and hit Yorkers the six. And I would, I would think it actually would enhance England's all-round potency going into back-to-back T20s if Butler is designated that finisher. And it would, it would seem on the one hand to be under utilizing a guy who's got so many uh, ODI hundreds I can't count them anymore, but. Uh, at the same time, I, I think we would risk losing a vital part of the game if, if, if you ask someone lesser talented to do that job, do that role.
0: Uh, well, that's the real quiz, isn't it? For this tour, uh, it's the three-match T20I series starting on Wednesday. Um, Butler returns, Ben Stokes, Mark Wood. Um, England start to narrow in on their sort of ideal T20 setup. In New Zealand before Christmas, it was all about fringe candidates, uh, Banton, Parkinson, Pat Brown, who, who sadly a, a, a suffered a, a back stress fracture since then, hasn't he? Um, not to mention James Vince, Sam Billings and, and Lewis Gregory. Uh, but, but this is much more about the first choice squad and, and getting, those, uh, getting those plans. Did you hear
2: the way he said Gregory?
0: It's a good player. It's a good player. Yeah,
2: you're right. They're looking for one or two people to add to the squad and one or two of those probably fell by the wayside, didn't they? We probably... I mean, Sam Billings, a really good cricketer, but he hasn't made it in, in international cricket. He just he just hasn't, and I fear they'll move on. Um, it's odd about Banton, but I guess they... Maybe they simply thought, we can't bear to tell Johnny Besto <laughs> <laughs> another more bad news. Uh, but I, I quite liked the way he reacted to coming in in the middle order and... I thought he did quite well without, you know, absolutely seizing the moment. Mm. And I do think he should be there in the T20 squad as well. They've got interesting decisions to make with David Milan.
0: Well, yes, um, he sat out the ODIs, another another one-day uh, series where David Milan just um, carries the drinks and uh, performs the odd bit of subfielding. He wrote a column for Sky, I think it was, before the series, uh, and particularly with regards to his T20 spot, uh, he said, I don't know how I can be under pressure with numbers like that, which is an average of 57 and a strike rate of 156 in
1: t Well, T20. he ought to run the last ball of the innings more often, shouldn't he? <laughs>
0: of course, yes. Uh, 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 Owen Morgan uh, t- seemed to take a dim view of... of uh, uh, Milan's reluctance to run a bye uh, in um, what was it in, uh, in clean Park? Yeah. It might have been. Yeah. Anyway,
1: Reding, Red Inca, big big no no. Yeah,
0: um, but uh, I mean, Milan does seem to force his way ahead of Root, say George, who uh, isn't in uh, this T twenty squad, and also of seems I think, I think, to I have think kind general of... management
2: of the player is a bit
0: behind Root, don't you? Uh, uh, Mul- Milan,
2: no Root.
0: Th- oh, uh, sorry, it's sort of the yeah. Although Root, I think, spoke the other day saying what saying. I can see why they've not got me in that squad. Yeah. Uh, he's, he came as close. Matt Roller was jumping for joy. came as close as, as he has done to accepting he isn't in England's best. I don't think he went as far as 15, but he said best 11. Yeah. 20, that is. Yeah, and he, um,
2: and, he, and he still might be, actually. But, uh, you yeah, know, he's, he's had some opportunities and it hasn't worked out. And, again, i just say it's not the end of the world if he gets a bit of a holiday occasionally. But mm. is- They always want to play. But they don't know what's best for them. That's why they don't. They're, they're always enthusiastic and full of energy and they, they need to be managed. That's what that's you know, what mother's love.
0: Yeah, but it is,
1: it is extraordinary though. It's, it's like it's like the development of technology. You know, I've got my well, whichever smartphone this is, and this was the state of art a couple of years ago, and now it's it's old hat. But you know, talking about Joe Root and his his near misses in the in the World T Twenty that was four years ago already, mm. and he's barely played a T Twenty since because of various reasons, mostly relating to him being the Test captain and needing to take breaks in inopportune moments. And obviously, he wanted to play in the in the Tri Series in, in Australia a few years ago, and, and circumstances ruled him out of selection. For IPL, etc., and all of a sudden, he's playing catch-up in this format. And and it, and it, having started playing catch-up, given how committed he is on every other front, it's incredibly hard for him to make. make it, to, is it make just
2: that format as well? So, where was that long partnership he had with Pope? Was that Port Elizabeth?
1: Uh, yes, I think so. He looked
2: the lesser player.
1: He did, didn't he? Uh, which is, you know, I mean, you
2: can't draw too many conclusions and there was, there was his attempts to
1: slog as well and he was just yeah. in his 50 and he, everyone else was teeing off the other end and he was the, the two best hit. batsmen
2: England batsmen in that series were Stokes and Pope uh, and Root looked as if he again needed a break I just think he's a bit better than he's showing us right now and partly because he's uh, demanding a lot out of himself um, so I think, uh, that's a really long-winded way of answering your question. You <laughs> asked about Milan, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's
0: where we began, but you know, I like <laughs> his magical
2: mystery talk. Look, Milan's <laughs> not just about his, his runs, and he, he has to know that. There's a reason why they moved on from his captain and sets and stuff as well. It's also about the Charlie Bairstow stuff. It's also about fitting in with the team environment and all the rest of it. Um, and maybe he was 12th man, a lot, to sort of um, test how he would... React Respond to that, to that yeah. because I think that's part of what what's happening with Johnny Berste. I think Johnny Berste reacted really well, and I'm sure to have Milan will too. And I get his frustration. He's been brilliant and is on the been on the brink for a very very long time. But you know, it's not like they're a bad team, is it? They did win the World Cup. They sh- probably should have won the World T20. Respect to Carlos Brathwaite. <laughs> um, so you know, uh, these these desperately tough selection decisions they're going to make are um, are a good sign. And there are really good players, like you know Willie, for example, mm, and Plunkett. Yes, again. all these they people have just York missed out. Yorkshire's new T Twenty captain.
1: Yeah, uh, all who seems pe- to
0: have given up on England? kind of speaking about he's uh, uh, captain Yorkshire next summer. It seems to be a, a, an acceptance that England aren't going to a new
1: left arm on the scene. Isn't there? Well, there might be a few. You know, <laughs> you know, big one? Sam. Well, big, big Sam. You know, he's yeah. obviously he's obviously finally been given a run in, in the in the white ball. Well, Topley will be back yeah. as well,
2: hopefully. Did, did you notice there was a really weird quote from uh, Sam Curran, I can not remember which ground it was, and he talked about Don Bess bowling at one end, so, and then he said, so us big lads can pray at the other end? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You know, you've got to think like a fast bowler, even if you... Yeah.
1: a <laughs> grimace like one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, Sam Curran will be involved in, in this series as well, um, and in the joe bird we saw uh moeen and, and rashid bowling in tandem um i think it was 17 overs they 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 sort of just tied up the innings in the middle of it great to see them back in uh back in the side again and a reminder of how important they've been to england's white ball uh renaissance and and how they're going to be key uh weapons in albeit in australia where um, finger spinners and uh, wrist knows? spinners you know who knows but, what the pictures will be like mm. yeah um, it, in the big bash as you say Rashid has had success um, they're going to be uh, key cogs Matt Parkinson also in the squad though as as the the backup.
1: yeah I mean I, I, a, lot, a lot of chat about his speed through the air and I completely take that that's relevant but I thought the, the one thing that really exposed him or certainly by comparison to Rashid was his lack of googly um, the the, the the, that ability, just that Rashid had, obviously the, there was a DRS uh, fracar as well, mm. but but that was the googly that, that caused the that caused mm. the havoc there. Mm. Just just ni- neither occasion was it picked, and, um, so and, and it was a bit quicker. than quick, It used yeah. to be, yeah, he fizzed it through. So so on on both counts, he showed Parkinson where he needs to be. I mean, um, you know, Rob Key was talking about. Uh, um, he, he needs to emulate Mushy, which is probably overstating it because Mushy is one of the greatest spinners that's ever been. But uh, you know, to so emulate Rashid would be a pretty good start. And
2: and it's really good that he's working with Jeetan Patel, and I wonder if that's why he's he's there. Because Jeetan, I don't know if people remember when he turned up in counter cricket, his international career was almost over. Really, uh, he was um, a decent off-spinner, and he reinvented himself and he added oh, eight, ten miles an hour, and uh, he found a way to do that technically which is brilliant, and I think he has a huge amount to offer. And I wonder if that's why Matt Parkinson's still with the squad, and they'll be working with him every day, and I honestly can't think of anyone better to work with. I mean, I know he's a leggy compared to an Offie. but I do think there's a a, a lot of knowledge and passion there, and I think he's um, a real asset to England. Um,
0: And I suppose, just a final thought, Miller, but um, Mm -hmm. South Africa... uh, under Quinton de Kopp, for the first time in the ODI, is going to be led by de Kock again in this T20 series. They're obviously building towards the World Cup as well. But um, Dale stain is is back. That will be fun to see at, at the very least. Um, they've got a long way to go in terms of getting getting ready for the World Cup. You think with question marks over AB de Villiers and, and Afri Plessy is also having a rest here. I don't, I don't think Rabada is involved either. Um, so it's not exactly the, the
1: first, uh, choice 11. No, it's not, but, but compared to the problems they had coming into the start of the test series, mm. the problems they've got now are vastly preferable. I mean, Bavuma faded a little bit in the last two ODIs, but he seems to have answered a question about number three, because, you know, bear in mind, I mean, it, loss of A.B. de Villiers, Hashim Amla, Fuff's on his way out. I mean, that, th- those are massive holes to fill. And if Bavuma can fill at least one of those in with the sort of mature, Stroke play and the running between the wickets, which was an absolute godsend to a team that, that that needs to run a bit harder. And there he was; he he was helping to turn the uh, Cox sentry into into a cakewalk ultimately because there were so many singles on offer. So that's a that's a huge cog. The the transformation issues as well. The the, the balance of the squad uh, was was vastly preferable from from a political standpoint, which helps to take some of the pressure off off the field off the players. So. You know, of course, they're a long way from the finished article, but, but compared to the chaos that they were in um, the, the, as, as George arrived in for the test series, it's um, yeah a world away. They're not going to win the World T <coughs> Twenty, but they might have a chance of putting putting a putting a goods putting a goods, uh, good you, front.
0: <laughs> up. You're always your money's fairly totally safe when you say South Africa aren't going to win a knockout. Well, that's true. It would be ironic um, if they won this one. <laughs> I, I bet you Davilius is back. I'll, I'll put a lot of money on it. Davilius will be there. Steyn will be there. A lot of talk. Um, and and the end of coal pack as well. That's a good good thing for them.
2: Uh, well, it's probably a good thing for South African cricket. I'm not sure it's a good thing for the individuals. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, we've talked a lot about this. There's been a lot of talk about this in the media. I reckon it will make a difference of two players, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, just It, it really... Uh, and long term, I bet you, there is a trade deal with India which allows increased movement and there'll be something, instead of Colpac, <laughs> there will, and probably with Australia too because those are the countries that England
0: are going to look to... What, sorry, Brexit you, isn't going to solve all our problems?
1: You know, well, I, I, I wasn't you saying, don't, mean, I, don't mean we're going to strengthen our ties with the Commonwealth, you? Lord, <laughs> you you'd have thought it. I, I
2: don't necessarily think that uh, Colpac's... Well, I don't think that Colpac's been entirely bad anyway. Um, but uh, that's another debate. All I would say about South Africa is it's, it's incredible how much talent they have, raw talent, that people like Nokia came into the side or uh, Milan or various other people who I thought looked like really good cricketers, and they are missing something like 35 first-choice players. Uh, if you look at all the people who are playing on coal packs or European passports who've mm-hmm. gone to New Zealand, because New Zealand has mm-hmm. a dozen or so uh, players of South African heritage, and um, it is incredible that they still find these people. I don't think I'd heard of Nokia before the tour, I'm afraid to say. And I think he's magnificent. And I hadn't heard of Peter Malan for years. He, he, <laughs> he was a big part in the Under-19 World Cup, sort of ten years ago.
0: And he, Before he, he took up bodybuilding. <laughs>
2: oh, he's fit, isn't he? <laughs> and I don't think he got the scores to show for it, but I thought he could play fast bowling. I thought he, he did a lot of things right. Uh, and I think they deserve an awful lot of respect for what they're doing. Because uh, if you took the top 35 players out of English cricket, it would be absolute chaos. So, um, yeah, the Colpat thing, a little bit of a red herring. It's an overused word. I think there'll be 17 Colpat players in county cricket this year. I think there were been 14 in previous years. Most of their contracts will revert to being overseas players. One or two don't have that. And uh, they one or two of those will be in a very, very difficult situation so I don't uh, particularly celebrate that to be honest
0: This is with Uh, a likely expansion to two overseas players uh. Yes,
2: uh, but even some of the not particularly, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if Morkel or Amler an overseas would you but Ackerman for example will become an overseas as well, and then there'll be interesting cases like the Harmer one is very complicated I think Um, I think Essex, you probably know more about this than I do may may have hope, (laughs) hope that he'll qualify but it would have to be Backdated, and I don't think that's a done deal. So uh, all sorts yes, of interesting things can happen. But all I would say, you know, the guys who are earning, uh, let's say, twenty grand a year in South Africa equivalent, might have earned a hundred grand a year here. A year here, I don't think that's great news that that's cut off for them. No, I don't. Uh, and also, I think uh, county cricket benef- uh, has benefited really from. Uh, Colpac cricketers in that it's increased the standard at the time and a lot of the best international players were unavailable as overseas or, or through England contracts so um, I was never completely against it, Uh it's a political decision none of my business but just to put it in context I don't think it'll end up making a massive difference if the ECB go ahead with it, it's only all, all this stuff is indicative at the moment, there might be another trade deal with Europe whereby the pack thing, the Cotonou agreement is extended it, honestly it, it, anything could happen in this but I bet you, I will make a bet with you. There is a, an equivalent
0: with India within three years. <laughs> yeah, the apocalypse is coming, but uh, who knows what else is uh, down the line? Um, that seems like a good place to leave things for this week. England have uh, tended to blow either hot or cold this winter, but they'll be hoping to leave South Africa with the wind in their sails. Join us next week as we wrap up the tour and reflect on which selection rabbits Ed Smith had pulled out of his hat. Until then, my thanks to Miller and George and to you all for tuning in to the Switch It podcast
1: on espnquickinfo.com.